This is Story Guys. Ohio's really big. <laughs> it's like most of the Midwest. It's, it's a real, it's a real large place. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not Texas, but it's like the Texas of the Midwest. So I haven't been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is what Murdoch just asked me, and I haven't been to the Country Music Hall of Fame. I don't think I've been uh, adjacent to it, or maybe adjacent to the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. But you know what I have been to? Uh, we were driving through Kentucky um, to go to Tennessee for something else, I think, a few years ago. And I was like, did that sign just say the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame? Have you been to the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame? Yeah, I did that. It's pretty dope. It's like 15 bucks a person, man. And it's it was a really enjoyable experience. I really liked it. Yeah. I took my wife's brother-in-law from Sweden to the Country Music Hall of Fame. And he was, I could tell, like, I, I took him somewhere special. I mean, you know, he's from... I mean, it's rural Sweden. It's where he lives. And I mean, that is, that's his all sweet spot. Like all that, I mean, cause you get Johnny Cash, Will and Jennings, Chris Christopherson, like, you know, all, all those things, but you get Hank Williams, you know, you get this, the serious, um, stuff. And then there's films. So you can watch, um, you know, it's all multimedia. And then we were walking around and then it closed. It was like, the Country Music Hall of Fame will close in 15 minutes. And I looked at my watch and I was like, it's freaking eight. Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I'm in Nashville, like downtown. Um, but the the problem with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't want to blow this for you, man, but I, I am. Screw it. But you got to go. You just got to go. It's a pilgrimage or whatever. But after you do like the second floor you've seen, and I know I've told you this, man, probably a hundred times. You, at the second floor, you've seen the Sergeant Pepper outfits. You've seen Hendrix's uniform. Uh, like you've seen all the stuff and it's, 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 it's like fat at the bottom and it gets skinnier on top. Uh, so okay, okay. all the, all the, th- so it, so all the things are, um, are in the bottom. Um, but I am, I am really excited that a friend of mine's playing at the rock and the hall of fame in August. It's so weird. That's yeah, funny. dude, that's really, that's super cool. And you, yeah. the, there are those like weird experiences you have in life where like the circumstance, sometimes it's just about being able to say I did this or my friend did this right and it's like you get the, you know it's just a place it's just people but the the moment and the opportunity and, and, and then the story you know we love stories here oh. uh the stories yeah. are worth more than what the actual act will ever be right because at the end of the yeah. day it's, it's just a building with some sweaty uniforms in it but you know the significance and the things that you get to walk away with are where it's at yeah, the opening of that summer concert series, the Rock and Hall of Fame, uh, has Cloud Nothings, who are an Ohio band that I really That's love. A band you love, and yes. Then, and and then Bully from Nashville is playing somewhere in the middle, and then uh, to plug my buddy John Paul Keith, um, I asked him. I said, "How did you get this gig at the Rock and Hall of Fame?" And he said, "They heard my record and contacted my manager." Well, that's the dream. Um, so he's. So he's cl- he's closing the series. That's great, man. Yeah, and he's like on a, you know, he's on an independent label and, you know, he's, you know, there's nothing, I mean, who knows what, you know, music industry is anymore at this point other than this manufacture of popular music that's on top 40 radio and whatever the hell else we're trying to listen to. I, I don't even know, man. Um, whatever. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to, you know, I, I have to listen to it because of having kids and girls and... Uh, you know, so I try, you know, I'm open-minded, 
you know, I, I know that they're not going to go the same way and be like, you know, I, I think South of Heaven, even though it's kind of down, downbeat, it, it is a good Slayer record. <laughs> we can't go the other way, but oh, I man. can be like, you know, this isn't the worst Ariana Grande song. Speaking speaking um, of, of somewhat popular music and Slayer and where they intersect, did I send you that Lucy Dacus song, VBS? Uh, yeah, and I got to tell you that when I was a kid, I didn't know what that acronym was. Right, so we've talked about that on, on the show before, about how you didn't know what VBS was as a small child. Um, and that's part of the reason I sent small, it to you. Small child, teenager, like, <laughs> I didn't know it along. I mean, you're like, that's unbelievable. I'm like, no, dude, seriously. But I didn't know. I didn't know where everyone went in the summer. It's like the perfect song for you. It made me think of you for a lot of reasons, but one of them is not only does it talk about a VBS experience that she clearly had, it also says that basically like she was, there's something about like surviving this or like getting through this or what I'd rather do instead is, is listen to Slayer. And then right when she does that, they, the guitars pick up for just for like 10 seconds and they're really heavy and it's the greatest, it might be the greatest moment in 2021 music so far. It's so good. That it's, it really, uh, I'd, I'd had to take I'd taken more than one listen before I heard it and it made me it did make me laugh but I the song the the song is captivating lyrically because it it is a journey for sure yeah. where a lot of music that you're listening to is is around rhythm and and beat or, or whatever it is but you know the lyrics are very upfront you know um, kind of like Phoebe Bridgers songs are a little you know more. Um, personal and stuff. What's the, um, what's but, the first song you ever wrote lyrics to? Do you remember the first lyrics you ever wrote? Have we talked about this before? No. So I can tell you mine. When I was eight, I wrote a song called Memories. Would you like me to sing it or just tell you the lyrics? Tell me the lyrics. Because <laughs> I know the tune, man. I can bust it out. I don't. I haven't figured it out on guitar because I was not. I was not playing guitar at the time. But um, it's uh, the the hook, the chorus is is. Um, good old memories, they don't go away. Good old memories, I think about them every day. The good ones, the bad ones, and some that will bring you the blues, which I, I think at that point is a little bit of a riff on like um, the Perfect Strangers theme song because I was, I was real into Larry and Balky and Perfect Strangers. Um, and, and then it ends with, uh, but good old memories... I love you. But I think in one of the verses, there is a line about, um, wasn't it great when we got ice cream free? It was really great that we didn't have to pay a fee. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been, I've been firing on all cylinders as a creative for a long oh, yeah. time, Murdoch. That's that's all I'm telling you. Yeah. I do remember the first song that I wrote lyrics to. Oh, get, was, hit me. Please tell me they're was, as good as mine. No, it's not. But... Um, but resurrecting it might not be a terrible idea. But it was called She's Coming from Nashville is the name of the song. Oh, see, this sounds much better. This sounds like you probably have structure and a story. And mine was literally about the thing that most captivated my attention when I was eight, which was free treats, free snacks. <laughs> but I was, yeah, I was two and a half times older than you not, when I wrote the Not a lot has changed um, because... <laughs> And I've passed it. I've passed it on to my children. There was just drama at my house this evening, because I have my nephews over here. They come over and spend a night or two a week during the summer, typically just for fun. Um, and they're roughly the same ages as as my kids. And so the two older ones were like, "Hey, can we go get a bunch of candy and then we'll watch a movie later, or whatever?" Right? And I'm like, "Sure." So we like go to the Walgreens. I'm like, "Knock yourself out. Get the four for four theater boxes of candy." So they come back and they're 
they're being nice enough to distribute some of it to their younger siblings. And at a certain point, uh, there, there was like caramels and there were a certain number of caramels and then a caramel disappeared and not and the distribution model got knocked off to where there yeah. wasn't. And so, um, my oldest was just losing her mind over it. And I was like, there's eight boxes of candy. Like you, you got to just, you got to power through. You don't need, like, don't worry about the caramel because you literally have eight other or seven other choices that you can worry about. Like, let's just leave this alone. It's getting late. Y'all are getting crazy about this. And so I, we finally calmed them down and everything's good. And I go to tuck in the little brothers and uh, the, the, my nephew says, uh, Hey, this, this bed feels weird. Will you take a look at it? And it is that the mattress is, is going bad or whatever. And so I was like, oh, let me flip the mattress over for you. And I go to flip the mattress, and guess what flies out of the mattress? That extra uh, caramel. Yeah, I was going to say it's not a cicada. <laughs> it's not a cicada. Thank God it's not a cicada. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was, uh, it was the caramel. And, um, yeah, that's that's how it goes, man. It's uh, You got you to gotta take what you can take. You got to keep what you can get. It's just, uh, it's just is what it is. I will... Uh... I will I will resurrect she's coming from Nashville just for you mm. and 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 do it and I don't remember the uh the mel- I don't I don't remember the the chords at all but I remember the melody but I, I I'd like to I'd like to r- resurrect that and do, I I found it I was going through a box of things like I don't during the pandemic and I found I found the book with it and then with all these things. So have uh, you ever discovered uh, a book of your writing or whatever, and or songs, like, you, I'll find them in the bottom of guitar cases or whatever, and then I'm like, I have no recollection of this, and I don't oh. know the tune. Oh, no. I, no, they're, they're, all, they're all imprinted in my brain. I remember all of them. I just, I remember, like, I remember trying, like, there were things that I spent a lot of time trying to, to do. So writing lyrics were really hard for me. Um, but I wrote a lot of, a lot of those songs that I found in that book were all written in New York, um, in a tiny, tiny bedroom. Um, yeah. So I, I, I remember all of that, but the, the writing and the stuff that I wrote about like personal kind of journaling was, uh, dark and empty and lonely and, uh, a person that I, I really can't, I really have trouble remembering. Um, and I'm glad that I'm not that person. Do you remember? Uh, No. Did you know at the time that you were lonely? Um, I know that sounds like a weird no, question, but I remember no. specifically, yeah. So I remember a period in my uh, in my life where I look back now and I'm like, well, let me tell you about that guy. He was really lonely and kind of down and, you know, but uh, at the time, I don't think I realized it. And I remember ask, telling someone who was really influential to me at the time and just their positivity that years later, I had been encouraged by something to like reach out to people I hadn't talked to in a long time who had an effect on me. And I wrote this person a letter and said, hey, I really appreciate what you did um, for me because it was, um, you know, like I was going through a dark time and they were like, what dark time? What are you talking about? You seem fine. I, I knew I was going through some stuff when I was a teenager um, because I was being fed enough prednisone to, to kill a horse. Mm. And, and uh, you know, and, and you know what, like you'd say that to people and no one laughs at that, man. Um, Cause that's what, you know, that's what drives, that's what's, drives kids to suicide. Right. Um, and, 
I gained a lot of weight and I had a big moon face and I got, <laughs> I got, I see now you, what's a moon face. I just think of a half sliver. Oh, you're talking uh, like it was, it was very round, big, big round. And I got stretch marks and I, I gained like 30 pounds oh, and, oh, and, uh, so in a mullet, uh, so, so you were heavier and you had a mullet. Yeah, that was bad. It was a bad scene, man. I mean, I won now. I mean, I'm like Silver Fox, and I'm Silver Fox at this point. Slaying, slaying it with these middle-aged good looks and this bad back and whatever I got going on here. But um, yeah, I was definitely lonely then. But it's weird to think about when you were lonely and you didn't know you were lonely. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. I do have my yearbooks. I can see them right over here. I, I for some reason, when I'd taken, I'd cleaned out this box of, I have like this one huge Rubbermaid stuff of my of box of all my things. Like I don't have, you know, physical records and CDs and all those things. I digitize a lot of that. So I really don't like, I really don't have a lot of stuff. I have clothes and my guitars and I just have this big box of shit, you know, newspapers <laughs> and things or whatever. But I, I, I took all my yearbooks out, uh, Knowing at some point, I guess someone's going to want to look at them, one of these kids or something, to see something <clears throat> super embarrassing or ridiculous or whatever. Or one day, like, one of my kids is going to want to see, like, oh, you were in 18 clubs? You're like Max Fisher? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's me. Um, for sure. Oh, the, the most embarrassing thing I did in high school now, in retrospect, was I was, um, I was like that, that, guy who thought that by hanging out with the good-looking girls that eventually one of them would want to date me, which was not the, ever going to be the case, but I would just take whatever attention I could get. And so we had this dance group that was... I can't believe I'm telling this story. It's so embarrassing. We had this dance group that Man, was... Uh, excited for whatever this disaster is. They were called... I think they were called the Gold Dusters. So they weren't the cheerleaders. They were like the group that would come out during halftime and do like a dance routine, right? It's so when I moved here to Louisville, Kentucky, and I went to a football game and I was like, what, what are these 80 girls yeah. on the, and they're like, oh, it's the dance squad. Yeah, I don't think like, that's geographic because this was in Arkansas. I think that that may be generational. Like I think the dance team thing might've happened in the nineties. All right. Yeah. Was, uh, but, for me, but, so the dance squad for you. So dance squad and like all the all the really pretty girls in my high school were on this dance squad. Right. And Girl so dusters. I just decided that the the way to get their attention was to this is so embarrassing just to be their biggest fan. So I would like make T-shirts and I would go and cheer for them. And like I just I know <laughs> Murdoch won't look at me right now. <laughs> So there's oh, this Brian. there's this picture. So I would go to the hardware store and I would get the um like the letters that you would put on a mailbox and oh, I would Brian. put them on a black t-shirt that would say I love the Goldies. And there's a picture in the yearbook of me with a with a very attractive high school girl. I mean, I was in high school, so I thought they were attractive at the time. Uh with very Ouch. pop with popular girls from high school. Oh, you like that, Jennifer? And uh <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just gotta own it, man. Uh, this that was like like now looking back, like you look at that, and I'm pretty sure anyone that's looking at that probably is flipping through there, going, "I bet that guy hosts a podcast now." Like totally. Like, uh, he's one of those annoying guys. He's one of those podcast. annoying guys who just needs a freaking podcast. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. I, Several. I, I've got uh, there's pictures of me. I remember I was dating this girl in high school, and her mom told me that I look like a pixie. 
not the band, but the haircut. <laughs> and and I do have I do have shirts like silk shirts with wearing bolo ties. I've got that look. Or the denim, the denim shirt with the bolo tie. I, I, I've told this story. I'm just, now we're just one upping each other on terrible, embarrassing stories. I've told you I this. Can't, I can't. I can't beat your "I love the Goldies." I've told you. <laughs> shush. I've told I you can't. this story about the girl asking me if I shave my legs. Right. No. What the hell is this? Okay, so we've been together Let's just make enough. this all about you because this is pointless <laughs> talking about me taking prednisone and being fat. Who cares? So I had the opposite. I had the opposite issue. I was not on prednisone and I was very skinny. And I also am not a very, I mean, I'll just own this. I'm not a very hairy person to this day, right? Um, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, we've been in a pool together, right? So you know this. So yeah. anyway, uh I did not hit puberty until I was almost 16 years old. And so I was at a church youth group thing. And this girl that I thought I was vibing with, her name was Erin. She was very tall and blonde. And that was my thing at the time. And she said to me in front of an entire room of people uh, one day when I was wearing shorts, um, oh, hey, do you shave your legs? And let me just tell you, Brian didn't wear shorts for like, Two decades, yeah. two decades after that. And it's to the point that a couple of years ago, I went to Disney with my family and there was a picture of me wearing shorts and my sister on Facebook was like, I've literally don't think I've ever seen you in shorts before. Like that's yeah. how much of a thing it was. Yeah. So, and I rarely, rarely have seen you in shorts too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's Aaron's fault. I was 13 or 14, maybe 15 actually, wearing khaki yeah. shorts and got asked. And then somebody tried, I can't remember if she tried to backpedal or if someone tried to explain it to me later in her defense and be like, no, no, no. What she meant is like, are you a swimmer? And you have to shave. So that was when I learned that sometimes swimmers shave their legs. I guess that's a thing. Yeah, I was, um, I got to get back to this story here, but I want to <laughs> jump ahead to this thing. I'm at college orientation and, uh, man, there's a story I can tell here that I cannot tell here. Um, and I'm sitting next to this guy, Jason, who I ended up being friends with and we're talking and out of nowhere, he goes, no, I just don't shave my legs or ride bikes. And I, and I, I didn't know how to be like, man, I wasn't paying any attention to your legs at all. Like I wasn't looking or care. <laughs> I just noticed you have enormous feet, so you're probably like, you know, hung like a Empire State Building. That's really what I was looking at. Um, but no, but like, but so that was just the 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 me and the being fat, like chubby and weird in middle school is different. But I, I, I want to take the Pepsi challenge with you. This is be fun. Do you know how much you weighed when you graduated high school? Because I bet I weighed less. Um, I, I was I was incredibly skinny, skinny enough. That I remember going to a Super Bowl party and Carlita Garza, bless her heart, moved to to my hometown of Lewisburg with her five little brothers, this Hispanic family and their wonderful family that let us all come over to Super Bowl parties. Oh, we've, and do we've, awful talked, things. we've talked about this. Can, can I yeah. can I say what uh, they called what you? they call me? Yeah, uh, they called you a uh, stick man. <laughs> Stick man. So how much did you weigh when you graduated high school? Uh, so there was a band. There was a hardcore band on Tooth and Nail Records that this I like. This is not a number. You I like to, no, I'm going to answer it with this. And I was I was just looking to see if I could find their music, and it is not on Spotify. There was a band called 90 Pound Wuss, which I took as my personal band. But I, that was like probably pre-end of high school. I think by the end of high school, I might have been 120. All right. I weighed 107. Oh, geez. That's epic. How tall? Epic. How taller? Am I taller than you? Yeah, sure. Okay, I guess you six foot tall. Yeah, 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, people always think I'm taller than that because um, just because I'm so thin. But um, yeah, no, I'm six feet tall. I used to like literally get in arguments with my friends. They'd be like, "Dude, you're like six four. I'm like, no, "I'm really not. <laughs> you're just that short." Um, yeah. But I do have a brother who is six four, and I, I feel very short next to him sometimes. I'm reminded of my stature. Yeah, sometime uh, when you get a chance. Ask my wife uh, why sh- uh, we have a joke about how tall I am. I thought you were going to say, ask my wife why she calls me stick man. Oh, that's amazing <laughs> and not true. But yeah, but no, you should. Uh, it's a it's not a it's not like a torrid, weird, dirty story. Or yeah, I know you're it's setting just, it up like something I really no. need to hear. Nah, it's just embarrassing and weird, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but. Well, we clearly haven't gotten to embarrassing and weird on this show t- today yet. I mean, we're, no. we're we have you shave your that. legs. Ah, do you yeah. shave your legs? I wonder what happened to her, man. I wonder what happened to her. Do you I like have, to think uh, there's like 27 kids running around and she's very unhappy in life. But I, mean, I don't actually wish that on her. But it, it, sometimes I do wonder. Yeah. When I was home the last time uh, to see my parents, I had to. I had to go and do a check in. I had to go do a check-in with my mom and well with my dad really and check on him. Um and my mom started telling this story in front of my daughter about how I was getting bu- how when I got bullied when I was in high school and I was a freshman. Oh fun. And I and she remember and like you know she remembered it better than she remembers a lot of other things, you know, currently I mean, she's <laughs> That's 80. the thing you wanted to remember, mom. Come on. Yeah. And uh yeah, and she remembered some things that I'd forgotten, you know. Uh, and man, I I definitely forgot about that. And I know exactly who it was every time, like yeah. you know. And he and I are completely jovial now. And it wouldn't be like that, you know, that thing, that that amazing video of that guy that goes to the school board meeting to tell the principal that like his last name, like he tells the principal that he was the one that flushed his head in the toilet and like busted his face. Like that's a, like what an amazing story that is. Um, this is big, huge, hulky, like big American guy, but his last name was gay and he got bullied when he was in high school, like mercifully. Like by. the principal, the now principal bullied him. He, yeah. When he was in, they were in high school together. Yeah. But when they were in high school as, as kids, yeah, he, yeah, he did that. And then I, I couldn't continue watching it because I was like, I don't want to. This is like eight minutes of finding out whether this <laughs> principal gets fired. Like, you know, <laughs> screw, screw. Like, I've already made this my. I've already made my internet story. Yeah, yeah, the internet judgment decision has already happened. You just are like, dude. It's like this video that I didn't finish watching. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Well, sure. He seems like a prick. So, yeah. Oh man. Wow. Well, good times. I feel good. I feel like we could we could just pay each other instead of going to therapy this week. You just want to you just want to yeah. Venmo each other to fifty bucks back and forth. <laughs> how do you really feel about that, Brian? Uh, yeah. So how does that make you feel, Murdoch? How does that make you feel? That's what it is. It's like, <laughs> so, does your therapist call you Murdoch, or does they call you nah, first? No, no one. No, no. It's it ended. You know, it, it ended a little like it ended like after we met and. Uh, I had had a different job uh, after you and I weren't working together. And at some point, uh, my wife was like, eh, this is kind of ridiculous. And I was like, eh, I think it's ridiculous. She's like, well, you know, I mean, how old are you? Um, it's and- a term of endearment in a nickname. Why, why would that be ridiculous? Yeah. I stand I- by calling you Murdoch. 
I stand by, there was a long damn time in my life where like, if I didn't, I go to a party like, Hey, what's going on, Mike? You know? And it's like, <laughs> that's not my fucking name, dude. Oh man, this has been a grab bag of stories, but can I tell one more story about, about that, about that? Yeah. yeah you, when, when I don't know what my real name is. So no. So do you remember, I don't know if I should use his name. Okay. Do you remember the, this guy, Tony, not the Tony that had your job when we worked together before you had yeah. it. But do you remember yeah. the other Tony? No. That worked for us part. Like, I thought he worked for both of us. Maybe he just worked for me, yeah. but he was like really nice, but a little weird. And he would always get my first name wrong. Like he worked for me for years and it was a grab bag. Every time I saw him as to whether I was Brad or Brent or Brian, or I don't know if I ever got to Brian or Brandon, or, I mean, it was just, it was every other name. And I think part of the problem was there was a Brad that worked with us, uh, yeah. and there was a Brent at some point that worked with us, but, like, yeah. he would never get it all the way. And so I would go home to my wife and be like, do I just call him Tim? Like, do I just, like, do I can do I start to call him the wrong name to force the issue? But I don't think I ever did. So if I ever see this guy, I'm pretty sure he will not call me the correct name. Yeah, we'll just call him Lance or Cheryl or Tim. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's like there's an entire group of people that have known me my entire life that, that don't call me by my first name. And I'm just fine with that. But my, you know, like, I don't think that a lot of people ever call my dad by his first name either. Um, so, you know, but whatever, man, I, you know, it's just fine. I, I don't I don't really care. I think I think that when I was a little more younger and more social um, and, you know, I went to parties and did stuff like I feel like that I felt more comfortable doing that. And now I just don't care as much because it just like when I'm in a social situation, I'm in a group of people, you know, it's just easier. It's like just to tell them what my last name was because no one's going to forget it and no one generally is going to forget that guy. Um, but you know, it's like, hi, I'm Mark Matthew Luker John. It's just whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like got a whole, it's got a whole thing with it. Like Murdoch is is like Prince. Like it's it's great. I mean, granted, there was a dude on the A team, and that's definitely part of the reason it works for a certain generation. But like, it, I, I just can't, I, I can't conceptualize you just as Mark. Like I will talk to you about, I, I will talk to you as Mark occasionally, and I will sometimes trade them out. But in my mind, you are Murdoch. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's it's fine. And, and at this point, it's just interchangeable and I don't care. Um, and it's not that I'm ambivalent. I just don't care, care. It's just like, whatever, man. It's fine. I feel like you know, you're telling like, me slowly to stop calling you Murdoch. Is that what's happening right now? No. Do I need to I'm phase perfect, it out? I'm, no, no. I'm perfectly, perfectly fine with it. Should I transition it's, to, like, butt face? No. Fuck okay. that, dude. That's ridiculously <laughs> me. Listen, man, like if I, I see if I, if I ran out of the house right now, there's a guy I haven't seen like in 20 years, it's, I saw him in the street and the old Murdoch at me, like I'd feel like a million dollars just because I would, that's, it's nice. It's, it's what, it's a, ter it's a term of endearment. I mean, very few people are going to, I mean, I guess I, if there's people that really just only knew you as that and they didn't like you, they would call you that too. But for the most part, people, if they're yelling at you in the street, oh my gosh, Murdoch, like that's going to be a good thing, not a negative thing. But but all I, I will put it I will put it this way, like where I grew up, like that was sort of a thing that that a lot of men, young boys, like they were called by their last name, like that that was the thing. 
you know it's like what's up woodard what's up smith yeah. you know yeah. it's like that was just sort of the that i don't lo- know if that was just i don't know it was just sort of a thing that was always inter intertwined with how people talk to each other yeah um so you know i, I don't i don't even know uh but i i that's that's always been that way. You're you're stuck because it's cool, like you know. It's 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 way cooler than Mark. Yeah, I was gonna be Michelle, um, <laughs> but I don't think they had ultrasounds. Well, in now 1948. we. Her daddy works in Porto. Now that dad is not around. My Michelle, by the way, is my favorite song off Appetite for Destruction. One hundred percent. Uh, wow. So, um, okay. Uh, I, I think we both win. There's no winner today. We just both win because we laid some really embarrassing crap on the table. So, congratulations no, to both no, of the, us. No, the dance the dance team is absolutely just far beyond <laughs> super embarrassing. Do I win or I, lose for that? I just win because it was so embarrassing. We didn't even have to like talk of what it was about. Like, I guess you won because that was so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's just the new angle we take. Let's see who well, could out embarrass the other person. Hey, and I, I've done really terrible, embarrassing things and and, and stuff like that. But I, I'd like to say that you're is a very brave thing. I know brave has been overused at this point by all kinds of things. <laughs> people that are woke, but you're pretty woke and brave. For telling everybody about your trying to fit in by loving the dance squad. I should, I should find the picture. It's, <laughs> I, I actually still stand by the picture. I look pretty dope in the picture. I mean, I, it's ridiculous, but I was trying. It was, it was, it was sincere. It was sincere. If you, hey, listen, if you share that picture, I will share a picture. You know, in the the yearbook of, of Moonface. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not getting there. Um, <laughs> You know, like they you sell ads in the yearbook, right? So I was yearbook, you know, on the yearbook thing, whatever the club or Staff. whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, and so I told my dad, I was like, you know, look, man, you're you're buying a you're buying a full page ad in this freaking yearbook. I'm a senior. You know, stop screwing around. Uh, so it's a picture of me and my dad, and we're and we're we're sit we're standing by one of his trucks. <laughs> So if you show me you with the I, I love the Goldies picture, I'll show you the yearbook ad and you can see exactly what Stickman looked like. I can't wait. Find it. And I will have to now. This is I want to be up too late looking for my yearbook. This is going to be amazing. It's in this. I mean, I only had to reach over. Okay, He's anyway. got it. He's got it. All right. Uh, we are the story guys at gmail.com or we are the story guys.com to get involved. Check out our other show, Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. We're cooking over there. Uh, and, you know, until next time, uh, try not to embarrass the crap out of yourself, but please. <laughs> oh, keep telling stories? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you did it yourself. Keep telling embarrassing stories. <laughs>